Hello, everyone. I am so excited about this episode. We've got John Hanrahan. He's the medical director and co-founder of an, a, a remarkable organization called the People's Health Clinic, providing health care to uninsured people in uh, Park City, Utah's great resort town where so many wealthy people live. And yet there's this whole other group that need, uh, need special care from, uh, from John and his organization. Stick around. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. John, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Devin. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you and appreciate you making the time. I know how crazy busy you are. But uh, the work you're doing, uh, let me just step back here and, and for the audience's sake, say John and I have known each other for a couple of years now. I, I uh, admire John tremendously, but it's interesting the way uh, we get to know people. I got to know him through Rotary, and so I had a connection to him there. And, and the first quick introductions I got is John's a doctor. Um, but that is so the wrong way to introduce John Hanrahan, uh, because John is a humanitarian, six ways to Sunday, and only one of those ways happens to involve him being a medical doctor. Uh, so anyway, it was only recently that I began to fully put, pull together the pieces that John was not an ordinary doctor. He is an extraordinary doctor. And I wanted to have John on to talk a little bit about this incredible organization he helped to found. So John, give us a quick overview, a quick introduction to the People, People's Health Clinic. Thanks, Devin. We founded the People's Health Clinic back in 1999. Uh, there were a group of people in our uh, town and county here, Park City and Summit County, who realized there are a lot of people uh, working here who did not have health insurance. We held a health fair at our local high school had over 700 people show up without insurance for free blood screenings and sugar checks and cholesterol checks. And that kind of was the tip of the iceberg. So we um, organized for a little while and then set up this clinic. Initially, it was an all-volunteer clinic, uh, volunteer everything, you know, doctors, nurses, translators, you know, clerks, you name it. And over the last almost 20 years, it has... Uh, expanded dramatically, which is unfortunate in a way because there are that many people uh, still without health insurance. Um, but we've been able to uh, grow from that you know, two evenings a week in a mobile clinic, which was really uh, interesting to start with, to our uh, a space in our county health department, uh, providing full care for infants to seniors over a uh, a large array of both primary and specialty care. It, it really is remarkable. You, you told me now that you're seeing about uh, 9,000 patient visits a year. Uh, That's right. Just That's in extraordinary, isn't it? Um, it really is. As you mentioned earlier, the, you know, when people think of Park City, they think of ski resort town and the Olympics and, uh, you know, uh, uh, big uh, second homes and, fancy homes, but there's a, a huge workforce here that either works part-time at multiple jobs or works seasonal jobs or, um, you know, 
are in transition from job to job that don't have health insurance. And uh, we fill a big, big gap in our community's healthcare. Most, we track, you know, a lot of demographics. Uh, over 95% of our patients are working and the majority of them work more than one job, um, but still can't get the health insurance. Tell us a little bit more about those demographics. It's just such a shock, I think, to a lot of people to think that in such a small community, such an affluent community, there would be so many people who are in that situation. Clearly some are, as you point out, uh, working two jobs, two part-time jobs that don't include the benefits. But what, what else uh, typifies your, your community? Well, our mission is to serve both the residents of Summit County and Wasatch County. It's a very large geographic area. We uh, have patients who range from our ranchers and farmers in rural Summit County and rural Wasatch County to uh, immigrants who are here working construction or house cleaning or hotel workers. There's a large service industry here, um, not just at the ski resorts, but at the hotels and restaurants and landscaping and snow removal, that sort of thing. So we take care of, uh, of that whole range of folks. Wow, it's uh, fascinating to think about uh, the, the incredible need you've discovered and served all these years, but this isn't the only charitable thing that you do. Uh, you are the founder of uh, an organization called the Hope Alliance as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, interestingly, uh, I was also co-founder of the Hope Alliance uh, almost at the same time that we started the People's Health Clinic. Uh, a, a minister in town who was also on the, uh, the group that started the clinic uh, said, hey, you should come down to Guatemala with me and uh, we're going to set up a clinic and take care of a lot of people. And I hemmed and hawed and uh, eventually said, okay. And while we were down there, my, uh, I always thought, okay, at some point I'm going to uh, do international healthcare and help people in developing areas, but certainly not now. I just had a new baby, my wife and I, and uh, maybe when I retire, I'll do that. But the experience there was so um, deep and personal. I was like getting hit in the head with a two by four. Really awakened me to the the capacity that I had to really make a difference now. So we started this the Hope Alliance, a uh, small humanitarian organization. We have been working in a number of different countries, primarily in uh, healthcare, but also uh, when, when villages say we really need clean water, then that's what we work on. And when they say we really need help with our school, that's what we work on. So it ranges across a wide spectrum of projects. How did this work career-wise? There you were, uh, a practicing doctor in Park City, Utah, uh, all those rich, many of them aging, all kinds of health problems you could have served so profitably. <laughs> And then you veer off track and start serving all the people who can't pay you. Tell us a little bit about how this has worked as a career. Well, I was in, uh, my wife and I moved here from the East Coast after our family medicine residency. I was in a private practice for a couple of years, and then we merged with the University of Utah. 
And when I started the Hope Alliance, I left that practice to run the Hope Alliance as the executive director. And uh, interestingly, one of my partners at the time in my private practice said, well, you know, John, why don't you just take a six month uh, sabbatical? Because then when this fails and you get tired of it, you come back. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you got to just go for it sometimes, right? Wow. So uh, it was clearly a, uh, uh, a cut in, you know, financial compensation, but it was a huge, huge uh, expansion of just personal satisfaction and, and uh, purpose in life and sense of actually, you know, helping create some good in the world. So I, I had no regrets, still have no regrets. It was a, a great thing for me to do. And then um, I ran into some health problems, I had to hunker down a bit, uh, stopped uh, working at the Hope Alliance, and then ultimately wound up working uh, at the People's Health Clinic where I'd been volunteering for many, many years. I have this um, need to do things locally and, and globally. Uh, I, I just love, love having an impact in my own community, but also uh, in developing areas in the world. Well, so one of your current manifestations of that is your involvement in Rotary. You've served as a past president of your Rotary Club, and you've served on the board there for years. Uh, now you're going to be the, uh, the district governor uh, for the state of Utah beginning uh, uh, next July 1st. Uh, you'll have a, a year to prepare now, but uh, for the folks that aren't Rotarians, what does all that mean? Well, I, I'll preface it by saying I, I've come to the firm belief that Rotary International is the premier organization in the world to create change. It's it cuts across political boundaries, geographic boundaries, religious, cultural, you name it. 1,200,000 volunteer Rotarians in over 200 countries and territories worldwide who are trying to create peace in the world and eradicate poverty. And so it really feeds that international component for me. But Rotary is also about the individual Rotarians and the individual clubs. And uh, I'll be kind of the volunteer uh, head for that year here in Utah and, uh, and really just kind of try to continue to uh, motivate our clubs to do great projects both here in Utah and abroad. Um, Rotary is really spectacular in that way. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's a great fit for me to do both, you know, local and global work. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it is inspiring to have an opportunity for me as an ordinary individual to meet an extraordinary individual like you through Rotary. I, well, Devin, I got to tell you, I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, John. But. Uh, You've had such a remarkable career. What are you most proud of having accomplished? Well, I got to say, I'm most proud of my uh, two kids, uh, two teens. One's 19 and one is 16. Uh, my, my marriage with my wife. Um, that's kind of my, my first passion is family. Uh, second passion, I think, is, is health for me and my family. I think without 
paying attention to ourselves, we really can't, um, you know, can't live up to our potential in helping others. And then um, third is uh, working with other people to create change. And John, uh, building on that, what's the most important lesson you've learned in your career? Boy, I've learned a lot of lessons. Uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, every mistake is a chance for learning, right? Um, I would say that uh, one of the top lessons is you have to have your actions fit your values and, and your, your inner core. I, I think you have to uh, lead by example. You have to lead by teamwork. I think I've really just uh, provided an avenue for literally thousands of other people to, to have a great impact on their community and on, their, on the world. And I just step back and, and it happens. Uh, and, and it's the people that, that do that that are the real heroes. John, you could be doing anything. And this is for me the, the, the biggest question uh, for you, because I just, it's so hard for all of us, myself included, to understand how you go through all the sacrifices to become a medical doctor and then cast aside all of the economic upside that that education and sacrifice created. Still to practice medicine in large part, but for people who can't pay you, uh, why, why make that choice? Why did you do that? That's a great question, and it's a really hard one to answer. I mean, you know, um, I think I could go back to uh, my parents and how they brought me up and how I watched them model great, you know, great behavior in terms of, uh, of looking out for other people and helping other people and just being kind, caring souls. And that just kind of continued to snowball through schooling and into medicine. I initially thought, you know, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to help a lot of people as a doctor. But when this opportunity uh, in Guatemala came up, I realized, you know, I can have a much bigger, broader impact uh, through this organization than I can with one-on-one -on -one individuals. And I think I just, uh, clearly I get a lot out of what I do, right? It's, uh, it's very rewarding. Um, the, the gratitude of the people that I get to work with um, is, is tremendous. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's just something I, I really like to do. I, I really think we're all put here to leave the world a better place than when we uh, started with it. And uh, that's kind of what I like to do. Have you ever regretted it? Once. <laughs> I, I, I regretted it uh, when my daughter was applying to colleges and um, we had to have a conversation, say, you know what, honey, uh, you're going to have to either uh, do this on your own or go to a school where we can afford it. And uh, fortunately, she loves her college and uh, 
she's thriving there. And so uh, that was a regret briefly during that process that is gone now because it worked out great. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, John, what is your superpower? Superpower? Huh. That, uh, I don't know if I have one. I think uh, I would like to say my superpower, I like to believe my superpower is kind of an eternal optimism and a confidence that we can uh, create solutions to the problems that we have in the world today. My kids would say I have an unwarranted self-confidence, but uh, I think I'd rather have that than, uh, you know, than, than not feel like we're, we're going to be able to find these solutions. I think over the last few decades, the world really has dramatically impacted poverty and uh, a lot of difficult, thorny issues. And I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll continue to, to do well. I, I, I have ups and downs with that. You know, there are times when uh, I look around in a, uh, a village with dirt floors and no water and no latrines, and I think, oh my gosh, how can this continue to be present today? Um, but I think we're going to get there. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Well, John, thank you so much for making time for us today. It's such an honor uh, to visit with you. We're so grateful for all that you shared with us, and uh, we want to wish you every success. But uh, before you go, would you take just a moment to tell people how they can learn more about the People Health, People's Health Clinic and sure. how they can connect with you personally? Yeah, we have a great website, uh, peopleshealthclinic.org. You can go there. You can reach me through that site. Uh, if you're interested in the international component, uh, thehopealliance.org. And if you'd like to help Rotary eradicate polio, come visit us at rotary.org and, uh, and help us with that tremendous and historic project. Fantastic. Well, John, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in uh, the great work you're doing in Park City. Thanks so much. Guatemala yeah. and around the world with Rotary. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health, and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.